if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two, rolling along now at eight minutes past 10 o'clock. Thanks for being with us on this Wednesday, the 24th morning of the second month of the year of our Lord, 2021. My apologies, second day in a row. I'm going to need my producers to get on the ball there and remind me because I'm not on it. Second day in a row that I have forgotten to start our program with the Pledge of Allegiance, something that we have decided to do in response to Democrats' refusal to allow the pledge to be recited uh, before congressional committee hearings. Uh, Democrats are in control of those things, and they do not, they, uh, they do not allow them to be done. So uh, we decided that the best way to honor our country and tick off liberals is to say the pledge at the start of every show. Since we didn't do it at the start of the show, we'll do it now at the start of the hour. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I mean, you know, the real reason, like I said, is to pay tribute to our great country, this this wonderful republic, this experiment in liberty. But the side benefit is that it ticks off liberals to hear it, I'm sure. All right, let's uh, continue now. And I want to bring in Pastor Chris Long, who is the president of the Ohio Christian Alliance, as promised. Pastor Chris Long, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning, Bob. You know, you need to visit Mission Barbecue because every day at noon they play the national anthem. Stop serving. Everybody stands and they play the national anthem. You got to love that. Is that is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I do love that. That's 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 a great thing to hear. Um, all right, uh, Chris. You know, I, I saw on your email uh, yesterday, which is when I reached out to you, um, the concern that Thursday. I didn't realize this was coming Thursday, which is why I'm glad I'm on your email list, and I would encourage everyone else to subscribe to the Ohio Christian Alliance emails, uh, and maybe you can tell us how to do that. But um, I did not aware that Thursday was going to be the vote on the Equality Act in the House. Um, this is a big deal. H.R. 5 is the Equality Act. Now, I'm going to just read a very brief summary here, which you actually offer on the homepage of the, um, uh, of the Ohio Christian Alliance website. This threat is truly serious. The Equality Act would overhaul our federal civil rights framework to mandate abortion access and special privileges for sexual orientation and gender identity, leaving many to suffer the consequences, including women, children, medical 
broad statement. That's a mouthful. Tell us about some of the specific dangers that you're referring to in that statement. Well, that's right. H.R. 5 is on a fast track with this liberal Congress, and of course with the Democrats in control of both the U.S. House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate, and Mr. Biden is pledged to support this piece of legislation. This is what we've long feared was coming down the pike if the liberals got control of Congress. Elections have consequences. We can debate how exactly this one was uh, gotten, uh, as that will continue for some time, as to how this actually happened, because Mr. Trump was very popular, got 10 million more votes than he'd gotten in 2016, yet he came up short. Uh, nevertheless, uh, they are poised to actually push this through. This is LGBTQ special rights legislation, or SOGI, sexual orientation, gender identity legislation, really putting it in the full civil rights code. That would grant them access to public accommodation uh, as the civil rights code, which is disservice to those minorities, true minorities, uh, race minorities in our country who have fought long and hard for equal rights. Uh, this would put sexual preferences in uh, uh, those who identify as uh, sexual orientation in the same category. That would uh, bring along with it a host of federal law and uh, mandates that are going to be a challenges to organizations of faith across the country, including churches. You know, my daughter, uh, her, church, her church pastor stood up in Akron Church. He said, folks, you need to call this week. This is going to affect us. And so this is a man who normally doesn't talk about politics, ever. And yet they realize now that uh, what we have been uh, prophesying about saying and, and forecasting and saying, look, this is coming down the pike, this is what these people have intended uh, with transgender uh, legislation that would put uh, uh, males identifying as women in women's facilities, bathrooms, showers, locker rooms, and athletic programs. So the, the privacy rights of women and children are at risk with this bill. I wouldn't even say at risk. They're threatened by it. Uh, and look, and we have a long, and we'd ask people to go to the website, Ohio Christian Alliance, and at the top you will see uh, call members of Congress. You can click on that. It will bring up uh, the members of Congress, and you'll just go to Ohio and then uh, find your congressman, email or phone them. Also in red you'll see call your congressman and tell them to vote no on H.R. 5. That's in red. You click on that, and that's all the details of what H.R. 5 is. Why is it important to call? Well, the Democrats do hold a small, a small margin of a majority in the House. The Republicans did pick up a number of seats, mm -hmm. and so the, the margin is small. So, But look, you've got people like Dave Joyce and, and uh, Anthony Gonzalez, and they're a little weak on these kinds of issues, and they need to hear loud and clear that this is a threat. Uh, this isn't being friendly to people of gay persuasion. This is about an affront to other people's rights. Like I told our Bingo. state attorney general, I said, Dave, when do the privacy rights of uh, women and children begin and when do they end? Uh, because we were talking about these kinds of challenges coming down the pike. And so that's the question in front of us. You know, last year we fought this on a local level in the city of Medina, and we circulated a referendum petition. We had to fight it all the way to the state Supreme Court because inside people of the Board of Elections who favored the legislation found a technical way to disinvolve 59 signatures, making us 49, uh, 44 short to get to the ballot, we got 47 affidavits to present to the uh, court, and they wouldn't uh, eventually hear the case or see the material. Sound familiar? Very much like the election challenges as well. It seems like 
sworn statements and affidavits of individuals, it doesn't count on our side, Bob. But yet, this is the kind of fight that we're fighting, and now it's in Congress. They got what they wanted. They got control of the legislature, and they're going to try to push this through on us. You know, you just mentioned two names. You mentioned Dave Joyce and Anthony Gonzalez, and sadly, there are many others, I think, that are in very grave danger here. Rather, we are in grave danger of them voting yes for this, thinking that they're on the right side of history. This is how these kinds of things are being pushed upon us. Right side of history, you know, giving rights to people. Uh, you know, Jen Psaki, uh, Madam Circleback, in the uh, in the um, uh, press briefing room, uh, said about this uh, bill, trans rights are human rights. The president believes that trans rights are human rights. Every This was just in response to the sports question about uh, biological males being allowed to dominate female sports. And she said trans rights are human rights. But the answer there is, and you just brought it up, and I want to talk more about it, is not rights granted to that less than 1% of the population that has decided that they are going to ignore the science of their own bodies because of their gender dysphoria or other psychological delusions. But it's the rights being denied to the actual girls, actual females who are competing in their sports as they are supposed to and as they should for the right to, you know, to be champions of their various events. And yes, to potentially earn money to get college scholarship opportunities so that they can go and better their own careers. They've worked at these things their entire lives. They've become the best in their, their events or their fields of competition. And then they get to high school and suddenly it's taken away from them by a bunch of six foot three, you know, 200 pound muscle bound, uh, biological males um you know and their answer is trans rights matter well what about the rights of the actual 99 and a half percent of the population that is not quote unquote you know trans or psychologically deluded well that's exactly right so here under this category that we put in our email the equality act unfairly penalizes female athletes athletes excuse me by allowing biological men to compete in women's sports for example biological boys won first and second place at a Connecticut girls high school indoor track championship. As a result, two biological girls fell below the threshold to advance to the next meet, inhibiting their ability to uh, be seen by college recruiters and obtain scholarships. Scholarships, of course, uh, gives them an opportunity to go to higher education and to advance their careers. They're being denied that, Bob. And this isn't, this isn't a theory. This is happening in real time uh, where these transgender of uh, individuals are going into women's athletics, not to mention to violate the privacy rights in locker rooms, showers, and and uh, bathrooms. Uh, that also is happening. And so, you know, in England, they were talking about how girls during the day of school, they were having now physical problems because they refused to go into a bathroom for fear that a boy would be in there. So you're talking about that sense of propriety, that sense of decency, that sense of one's own, um, uh, you know, sanctum of, of, of their own personal rights being violated. And so you can extend can... that up to adults, too, Chris, you know, because you know, people think about, well, this is just about high school or just about kids. You know, if you go to a Planet Fitness or, you know, the gym of your choice near you, um, I, I got to tell you, if my daughter or my wife is going to a new gym anymore, if this thing passes and it's going to be mandated by federal law that boys or male adults are allowed to be in the female shower, we're not talk, just talking about a locker where we just grab your stuff and go. There are showers in there. And I I would be very, very concerned to have my wife or my daughter go into any public, how about a public swimming pool where you have to change in and out of your bathing suit when you go to public swimming facilities. All of these things for adults and for kids under federal law would be mandated that males and females have access to the very same facilities. I would have a huge problem with that. 
Well, that's exactly right. And there's so many problems with this on so many levels. And by the way, protecting those people who have gender dysphoria, that they, you know, that they're going through complications of who they are, uh, their identity sexually, uh, that they may change their mind. Uh, those who do, and there's plenty of testimony of people that have gone through actually surgeries and hormone treatments uh, and actually ruined their bodies and tell others, warn them, don't do it. Others have actually, because they've done this and then they're all confused, the, the suicide rates are high, uh, not to mention the medical complications for themselves and the medical profession, by the way. I mean, when you're talking about changing the, the way in which a hospital processes patients that come in, we are identified as male and female, and there is something to that as far as the medical profession is concerned of how they treat us. We are different. God created us that way. So you're talking about opening up Pandora's box and politicizing the medical field. I don't want the medical field to be politicized. I need them to be able to do their job to the best of their efficient capacity to help me in my time of need. Right. And as you and I both get older, we may need that <laughs> health care in the coming days. We've been blessed up until now. We never know uh, what lays ahead But as you get older. But the fact is, is that uh, you want to make sure that that's not going to be jeopardized. And certainly this is going to touch every aspect of uh, our society and they're and they're just they're ramming it through and again all based upon identity uh, uh politics of someone whose whose sexual orientation is now going to police us all in mm -hmm. these areas of life that will affect chris, so many people chris you have a number of highlighted areas on this uh email that you sent out and on the article on the website uh you know all of the different things that the threats that we face one of them that jumps out to me the, to me the most, and we'll make this our last question as the music is playing, is the part about parental rights. You note that when Ohio parents declined hormone treatments for their child, the Children's Hospital of Cincinnati involved Child Protective Services. And in the interest of, quote, protecting the child from their parents, the parents were stripped of their parental rights so that child could go and have hormone treatments uh, to make a decision to change their, their body in an overall attempt to change their sex or their gender. If that doesn't scare the bejesus out of all of us, then uh, we're not paying attention. Absolutely, Bob. Thank you for bringing that up. And so everything is under risk. This is a very serious threat. We encourage people to go to our website, Ohio Christian Alliance. There'll be a contact for Congress there and also more information about H.R. 5. And urge your congressman to vote no. Chris, is uh, bejesus blasphemy? I hope not. Somebody told me that once said, don't say bejesus. It's just kind of a, you know, just a euphemism when it scares the blank out of you. Uh, somebody said, that's using Jesus' name in vain. It's not, is it? Well, Bob, uh, just spend some time with the word there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I better find a new way to say it. It scares something else out of us that I did not intend it to be. Chris Long, really, Pastor, listen, great information. I want to encourage people to do exactly what you just said. And by the way, how do they sign up? Right on the website, right? So if they want to yeah. sign up for your email newsletter so they can get the same thing I got last night? Very, very, very much so. It's just a little green button that says join our email list. That's Ohio's. All OhioCA.org is where you can uh, find all of this information. And, yes, call your members of Congress to say no on H.R. 5. Pastor Chris Long, thank you for the great work you do. Thank you, Bob. God bless, my friend. 1023, we'll be right back on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 1027 as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Uh, thanks again to Chris Long, Pastor Long, with some great information. The Equality Act, 
um, is like the omnibus spending bill. Okay? What do I mean by that? Um, the COVID relief $2 trillion boondoggle, the supposed emergency relief bill, <clears throat> contains a couple of nice things. It contains $1,400 for needy Americans who have suffered massive financial losses due to either reduced hours or losing their jobs altogether. Uh, so $1,400 for everybody who's making under $75,000 a year. It's your money anyway. It's our money being given back to us to a degree. That's a positive thing. I would support that. Uh, it provides funding for more the purchase of more vaccines uh, for COVID-19. And even though I'm not going to get the vaccine, there are millions of people who want to, and they should be able to. I would support that, too. All of those things are in the bill, or at least those couple of things are in the bill. And you think, okay, well, that's positive. Uh, we should support this bill. But what they do is they include those couple of positive things in with the rest of the pet projects and the port projects and the trash that they have in it that we've discussed for the last three days. And then legislators are forced to cast a vote. If you vote yes because you are voting for the $1,400 in the vaccine costs or the vaccine funding, you are being accused of supporting the Democrat pet projects, the $10 million for Native American language, the $130 billion for uh, the teachers' unions, uh, the arts and humanities $300 billion, and all the rest of this nonsense that have nothing to do with COVID relief. And, of course, if you vote against it because of those things, well, how can you dare vote against $1,400 for the American people? They lump it all together. That's exactly what they're doing with this Equality Act. They're trying to tell you that, hey, everybody has rights. And they're right. Everybody does have rights. Trans rights are human rights. Yes, trans rights are human rights. Of course they are. But they should not be promoted at the expense of the elimination of the rights of everyone else. Allowing people who are psychologically delusional and science deniers or just fantasy role players like the quote-unquote non-binaries, allowing them to dictate public policy, allowing that tiny population to strip the rights of actual females, to strip parents of the rights of raising their children as the biological sex that they are born. The chromosomal science says it. The physiological, the biological the anatomical science all says it, and if parents don't want or are, uh, want to continue to raise their children as what they are, and some little kid gets it in his head because somebody's whispering in his ear that he's something that he's not, parents can lose their kids. This is extraordinarily dangerous. Tell your representative to vote no. Tomorrow they will vote in the U.S. House. On H.R. 5, the Equality Act, they paint it as something good. Like, say, hey, we're just providing rights to everybody. Who could oppose that? But then they don't tell you the rest of it. Just like that COVID relief bill. You absolutely, this is not saying we don't care about people who with problems. We don't care about people who see themselves as something that they're not. But we are not going to punish 99.5% of the population for these people's inability to reconcile themselves with science. We'll be back after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. 
1036, we continue now on AM 1420, The Answer. A couple of great conversations already this morning. One with Congressman Jim Renacci, former congressman, soon-to-be gubernatorial candidate Jim Renacci, about the uh, plight of Ohioans under the heavy thumb of Mike DeWine and his supporters, a lot of other bad actors. Talked with Chris Long about the Equality Act, uh, the Federal Equality Act that is going to be voted on in the Congress tomorrow. Make sure you go to ohioca.org. That's the Ohio Christian Alliance website for all the information you need to tell your members of Congress to not vote for that very dangerous, dangerous piece of legislation. And now we're going to come back to the state of Ohio and I want to talk more about how we can help Ohioans, Ohio citizens and Ohio businesses uh, to get out from underneath the heavy authoritarian thumb of the little Napoleon Mike DeWine. Free Ohio Now is one of the organizations that has been working very hard. There are others, including Ohio Stands Up, which is doing things from a legal perspective. We talked to attorney Tom Renz about that uh, and the work that they are doing to force uh, um, the governor and the health director to give up some of their power. Uh, obviously, we are supporting legislators in the Ohio General Assembly who have pushed, pushed forward now another bill uh, out of the Ohio Senate to also limit those powers. But... This organization, Free Ohio Now, is really doing some extraordinary work, and there's a big push this weekend uh, that we want to support right now. Joining us is the executive director of Free Ohio Now, Tom Hack, on AM 1420, The Answer, to tell us more. Tom, good morning. How are you? I am doing great, and thank you so much for the invitation. Yes, sir. i got to tell you, I, I got a little confused here because I saw the heading Coalition to Restore Liberty, and I said, all right, another great activist group, Coalition to Restore Liberty. But at the end of the day, this is you know just kind of a part of Free Ohio Now, correct? Well, what it is, it really is a coalition of different groups throughout the, the state. And, and what we wanted to do is not necessarily create another organization because a lot of great organizations have stood up. But we, what we wanted to do was coordinate the efforts and the activities of some of these organizations to, to actually move forward and, and move the needle to the right. And so we put together the Coalition to Restore Liberty. We actually, the, the team that did this was made up of members from various groups, including um, uh, obviously Free Ohio Now, Ohio Stands Up, and also um, from Mothers Against the Wine. And, and we worked together and developed some documentation because really what I think is the biggest problem we have, in my opinion, is that people don't understand what the limitations are of, of this unlawful mandate that is out there. And, and in fact, there are, um, within, within that mandate, there are exemptions. And what we're trying to do is educate both the citizens and business owners that the exemptions are real, as, as is COVID-19, but the exemptions are real as well, and that they don't, they can presume that people fall under the exemptions rather than, you know, accost basically everybody who doesn't have a mask on, a face mask on, and, and we, can, we can start to move back into a, a, normal, a normal pattern of living. Tom, that's a great explanation, and that's what I was looking for, to find out who was actually included in Coalition to Restore Liberty, and essentially it is the organizations that you just mentioned. And it's great that there is a coalition, so that people aren't kind of just repeating the efforts of another organization when they could be working together and saying, okay, let's branch to this now and move to that. Now, I've been spending a little bit of time since I saw this last night, and I got a message from uh, Kirsten Hill about this. Uh, the documentation that you have made available to people to print uh, and share and information on, 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 like you said, highlighting the exemptions to the mandates that are given. Now, it seems like the focus of this is mostly on the masks, but it's not just the mask mandates. You know, the mandates that limit the number of people who can come to your funeral, to your wedding, to a graduation party, that can sit in a restaurant 
around at the same time, that can go to your kids' high school sports games, that can go to church and worship, all of those types of restrictions um, are what we need to push back against. Um, and the fact that you guys have put together all of these printable brochures outlining the exemptions to the mandates, particularly in the masking, and also highlighting what the law and what science actually says here, this is what people need. Because too many people, Tom, I'm sure you realize, are afraid to buck the uh, you know the system, if you will, to, to challenge those who are trying to force these mandates upon them. They're afraid that they're going to either be fined or they're going to be held accountable or even that just that they're going to create a scene that somebody's going to capture on video and have go viral. People are afraid to argue that things that they don't understand, right? No, I think you're, you're absolutely right. And so the, the documentation we have, which can be found at freeohionow, one word, dot com. Again, freeohionow.com. Um, it, it covers all of those angles. It, 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 it basically pulls the veil back from all of the misinformation that's out there with regard to the COVID-19 and allows citizens, it, it really there are kind of two categories of documentation. The, the probably the most important category in my mind is that it, it provides documentation for b- business owners to push back a- against the this really it's truly an unlawful mandate. There is no law that backs this up, and, and in essence, what the mandate requires is for businesses, in essence, to act as as medical providers because the FDA and other government organizations have said the the face mask is indeed a medical device. So every time a business says to a patron, you need to wear a mask, well, by golly, they're, they're, they're actually acting as a, a medical provider without a license. So they're, they're not, frankly, and they're not licensed to do that. They don't have the ability to do that. And so that's one thing that, that we are trying to emphasize to business owners is that it's unlawful. It's an unlawful mandate, and they're asking you to do things that you're not capable of doing that you don't legally are not able to do. So that's one category. The other category is we do provide information for individuals who who you know fall under the one of the exemptions for, for the mask mandates uh, and and it gives you information on how to push back against you know the, the, the charge that you're trespassing or or other other situations like that. But it also provides information for uh, for example if you get a if you're have an exemption and you go into a store and a quote-unquote Karen comes up to you, we actually have Karen cards. That explain, <laughs> I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. I read that. Karen yeah. cards. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. so you, you print them off and you cut them, you know, cut their four to a page, you, you divide them up, and, and if a Karen costs you, then you can, you can have a conversation with Karen about why, you know, the, what, the limitations of the face mask and that there are, in fact, there are exemptions, and I fall under this exemption. You know, if you if you have an issue, stay six feet away. You had mentioned that I think in earlier in this conversation that that you know why do we need both the six foot distance, you know, the social distancing and a mask? One one or the other should should work fine, and and we really need to push back. I don't know if you um, saw in the news, uh, but uh, about a week ago, a week and a half ago, the the businesses in Italy got together and said. You know what? Enough is enough. And so about 40,000 businesses all on the same day decided to, to stop with the mask mandate. And it frankly overwhelmed the system. Italy, it, Italy's government just gave up and, and, and just stopped enforcing it. That's what we need to have in Ohio and frankly throughout the United States. We know this, we're no longer in an emergency. There, the, the, the coronavirus is no longer a novel virus, right? We know what it is. We know the the populations which are um, at highest risk, 
we can protect everybody and still allow them the vast majority of us to live normal lives and and i Tom, Tom, let, let me let me let me jump in sure. on that because here's the problem as i see it um mm-hmm. I, I don't know this for a fact i don't have any polling or statistical data at my fingertips but I feel like we're in the minority. The majority is scared. The majority believes Fauci every time he says something, even if it's the opposite of what he said before. The majority believes the media that continues to push, uh, you know, the, you know, the fear, the fear of death, the fear of uh, killing grandma, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I think that's the problem here. I don't know how they got the majority of Italians to go along with this and, and eventually uh, upset the system to the point where they canceled the, uh, the mandates. But here I feel like what you are saying is reasonable to me. It's reasonable to everybody who's a part of Free Ohio Now and Ohio Stands Up and Citizens for Free Speech, a group that I represent. We all get it, but the vast majority do not. They're terrified because they've done a great job in this fear campaign. Yeah, there's no doubt. And if you, you know, listen to you know, uh, radio stations other than, than 1420, you know, all you get are the, the fear-mongering ads. You know, you know, COVID is going to kill you is basically the, the theme. And yeah. they, never, they never talk about the cost, right? The the increased suicide, the tanking of the economy, um, the fact that we are really, I, we, we don't even know the damage we're doing to our K-12 through students because of what we're requiring them to do. We, we are, we, it's not a balanced conversation. Every, every, every action has a cost. And, and all we hear about on the, on the COVID side is that it's basically everybody's at the same risk. Well, if you look at the data, if you're 65 and younger, and you don't have any comorbidities, your, your survival rate is over 99% if you actually get symptomatic uh, COVID. The, the vast majority of the cases that they talk about are people who maybe have an antibody that from a, from not even from COVID, but from a, a previous coronavirus that they may have had, right? and they're asymptomatic, right? Because, so, they're, because they're, the, those PCR tests that they've been using have been so over, uh, you know, highly sensitized. They're using the, uh, I can't remember the, the verbiage now, I talked about it in the past, though, but they're using uh, tests that essentially can find old, dead material within you, and they jam that thing up your nose as far as they can to find something that is certainly not a threat. It is not the COVID-19, it's just a coronavirus, and yes, they mark those all as positive tests yep exactly and and you somebody who's asymptomatic is not a threat to be a contagion to other people but but in in reality that what i think is going on is really an attempt to destroy the entrepreneurial class within america right they want to they want to force all of our 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 options into large nationwide retailers so that they are more easily controlled The, the left is all about control, and if you have, you know, I don't know how many restaurants there are in Ohio, but I'm sure there are tens of thousands. You, you can't control tens of thousands of individual entrepreneurs that own a, a corner bar or a restaurant. And, and that's what the left can't stand, is people actually acting as individuals. And so what we need to do, if we want to preserve our way of life, is that, that we need to take action. And, and Coalition to Restore Liberty, which, again, the details can be found at freeohionow.com, freeohionow.com, it allows you to take action. We have strategies for you to engage with local business owners. And, in fact, if there are business owners that are out there listening to this, we want to help you organize and, and have a united front against all these things that are going on, these unlawful mandates that are coming mm-hmm. from the governor. We do not, we do not have to sit, sit here and take this. We need to get back to a normal way of living, and we're smart enough and we're kind enough and, and we are able to identify those who are at risk 
and take care of them and let the rest of us live our lives. And that's what we need to get back to. But we're, the only way we're going to get there is if we force force the force them to capitulate to our desire to live a normal life. And that's yeah, that's exactly right, and that's what it's all about. So tell us what's going on this weekend, Tom Hack. Tom Hack is uh, the uh, president of the uh, Free Ohio Now organization that has kind of become part of and helped formulate the Coalition to Restore Liberty. So there's an event coming up this weekend, kind of a launch, if you will, uh, Fight the New Normal. Tell us about that. You bet. So what we have on our website, again, freeohionow.com, freeohionow.com, is the documentation that allows you to engage with business owners. You know, most of us have a, a you know a favorite restaurant or bar that we like to go to. It allows you to have a, a conversation to educate the the owners about what's really going on, and it'll it provides strategies to deal with, for example, the Ohio Investigative Unit that might come visit your your bar or or other other business, and it allows you to pursue strategies that that prevents you from that can prevent you from from actually being cited because this is not based on law this is a this is a this is an edict this is an unlawful mandate and and when you get cited with something you need to be charged with a you know in violation of a law and there is no law here so we provide strategies on how to avoid you know a citation and to push back there are several entrepreneurs that have have done that uh, and successfully so uh, in fact, I, I want to talk about a little bit about Lake Varsity Diner, which is a, a diner down in the Uniontown area. And on Monday, they actually they ended up getting cited, but they're they're working very hard to point out that what they've been cited with is not law, and that they're they're going to push back. They want to fight for their rights, their personal property rights, their rights to live a normal life. And uh, on our website, we will have information on how to actually access that that court hearing so that that it's going to be a public hearing so that people can get in and and listen to what's going on and support the owner who is joe beasley uh and 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 support joe beasley and his staff at lake varsity diner but this is important and and all, all you entrepreneurs out there business owners bar owners what have you you need to also step up we citizens need to step up but you need to step up as well and if you do I know that there is a huge segment of population that's going to back you up and frequent your, it's going to be a good business decision because people will go and frequent your business more often. I, I know there's a lot of, you had mentioned earlier, Bob, that there's a, a lot of fear out there that all the commercials are doom and gloom and yeah. you know, instant death, but that's not the case. I think there are a lot of people who are fed up with this, who, who, who may be wearing the mask, but they're, they're doing it begrudgingly. And we just need to blow the lid off of this and take away this this unlawful authority that Governor DeWine and others in the state have assumed. I completely concur, Tom. That's why I was so gratified to be able to see this. I'm glad Kirsten sent this to me, uh, you know, the Coalition to Restore Liberty and the great event that's coming up this weekend, and I hope people will participate in this. And I want to send people there, like you just said, to FreeOhioNow.com. There's two links, two red links, one that says Click Help for Ohio Businesses. The other says Help for Citizens. Click those, and you will be taken to the printable downloads um, that you can use to hand out to people, including the Karen cards and including... Uh, all of the other information you need, responses that you can use to those who question you with respect to masks, uh, ex- explanations as to the science, as to why you shouldn't wear the mask, all of that stuff there at FreeOhioNow.com. Tom Hack, thank you for the great work you do. Please keep us posted as to other events and other uh, efforts to uh, continue to restore our liberty. All right, well, Bob, thank you so much for, for letting me speak. 
My pleasure. Thank you, Tom. That's Tom Hack on AM 1420. The answer will come right back and wrap it up next. Okay, 10.55, and the final segment of the broadcast. And I want to use this to follow up on what uh, Tom Hack and I just discussed. Um, Your First Amendment rights are being restricted, to say the least, being repealed to maybe be a little bit more accurate, a little stronger, by these ridiculous mandates, especially the non-scientific mandate to wear masks in public places. Your First Amendment rights are being restricted. Literally all five aspects of the First Amendment are under attack by some of these ridiculous um, rules that have been put in place. That's one of the reasons why I joined Citizens for Free Speech, and I am a representative, National Communications Director for CFFS. Tonight is our February webinar. Citizensforfreespeech.org is the website. And uh, this is our webinar for the Ohio chapter. We do want, we're doing one a month. We started it in the fall, took a little break around Christmas time, and now we're back. The first event is tonight, and you have to be a member of Ohio or Citizens Free, for Free Speech Ohio chapter to be able to watch. And I will present tonight, um, actually, I will just kind of host tonight on this webinar starting at 7.30. The guest presenter will be Peter Kersenow. And Pete is going to talk about the attacks on our freedom, particularly through these governmental, tyrannical, authoritarian mandates, the limitation of attendance at various locations, and so, so on and so forth, all the other lockdowns and curfews and procedures we've had to deal with, policies we've had to deal with. So... You're going to want to be here for Peter Kirsten out tonight. Um, if you would like to attend, uh, again, it's just online. It's a webinar. Go to citizensforfreespeech.org forward slash Ohio. Do that now so you don't forget. And, uh, you know, you have to do that part before you can register for the webinar. Click on that, or rather go to that. Become a member of Citizens for Free Speech by filling out the information there. That's free. Once you are a member, you will then be able to register for the webinar tonight that Pete will present at, that he and I will kind of present at together in a manner of speaking. So register for Citizens for Free Speech Ohio Chapter first, then register for the webinar. It starts tonight sharp at 7.30. You're not going to want to miss this. We're going to have one a month unless for some reason some things get in our way. Next month is already planned, by the way. We're going to talk with and uh, listen to Attorney Tom Renz, who is doing yeoman's work on the civil side, as he has filed numerous lawsuits on behalf of Ohio residents and is working with other lawyers in other states to do the same thing uh, on behalf of those of us who have had our restriction or liberties restricted in such ways. So, uh, But tonight's event is uh, with Peter Kersenow, so go to citizensforfreespeech.org forward slash Ohio. Register now as a member, then register for the event tonight. It's going to be big. Pete's also going to be talking about censorship of conservatives from big tech and how we can fight back against that. And he'll also present on uh, issues related to, uh, to um, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank here. We've got uh, big tech censorship. We've got Ohio's restrictions. Oh, and government. I'm sorry. Duh, government. Government restrictions beyond just uh, the coronavirus. The government is being petitioned now, by the way, 
to remove Fox News, One American News, and Newsmax from your cable channels. This is what liberal Democrats are trying to do, literally censoring and stripping away freedom of the press. So between government's attacks on our First Amendment, between the COVID-19 restrictions that are attacks on our First Amendment, and big tech censorship of conservative voices, the First Amendment is really in peril, like maybe at no time since, uh, uh, since the foundation of this great country. So join us tonight for that, citizensforfreespeech.org forward slash Ohio. Register as a member, then register for the webinar. You're not going to be disappointed. All right, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks to our guests, thanks to our crew, and thanks to you. We'll talk to you tomorrow on AM 1420, The Answer. Have a great day.